Welcome to the first episode of the 86 Club mm. podcast. I'm excited. So this is a podcast where we're going to sit and talk about the hospitality industry with some industry professionals, uh, some people we've known for a long time, some people maybe we haven't known for a long time. Uh, but the idea is basically for us to just chit-chat, talk about some industry-focused thing, have have a little fun. Obviously, you guys are really good friends of mine. So I'm going to go around and introduce everybody that's sitting around this table. To my right, I have Mr. Jay Wells. Hey, everybody. <laughs> are you going to talk like that the whole time? Uh, I think I might okay, talk good. exactly like this the whole time. I thought we were It is August. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought we were Ale- Alexis names. just said she thought Alexis, we were no, we're going to go around and introduce party. people. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, people yeah. can okay. know who you are. Oh, okay, okay, great. So that's okay. Alexis. So then <laughs> the next person. <laughs> so we have Matt Pingle. Why hello? <laughs> I like that intro. Ooh, it's yeah. for the ladies. ladies. And then, do you want me to say your name? Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't care at all. Okay. Actually, so now we have Alexis. Villanueva? I would prefer that. Is that, that how I yeah. say that? I okay. prefer that, for sure. I'd prefer my No hyphen? Name. No hyphen anymore? Mm, let's not hyphen it. Let's just, lose, let's just lose what's the your, brown. But what's your married name? Because you are married. Um, brown. Mm. Mm. My mm. favorite color. Mm. My second favorite color. So mm. so Alexis Villanueva Brown. What does Villanueva mean? Uh, new house. New, so now it's a new brown house, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, Villanueva. New village. New brown village. Means? Oh, new new, <laughs> new village that is brown. Okay, so let's talk about how we all know each other. So how, I mean, I guess, should I go first? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, so we all met about seven years ago. It was 2013. Actually, no, Jay, we met later. I was last to the party. You were last to the party. Yeah. There well, was a good party going on. You two were first, then you and I. Okay, got it. Yeah. Matt always. So Matt and I met first about seven years ago because we were working at a cocktail bar that we got hired at. No, you worked there first. You were a server. Oh, no. And I came in and then I was (laughs) immediately hired as a bartender. They didn't even make me serve. Sweetest cheeks. Which was normally a protocol that they do. And then Matt came up and you started bartending the same month as me. And Mm -hmm. so we basically were. Just a natural phenom at bartending. You were. Oh. You were. The shake. Have you seen your shake? I didn't shake memorize the any of the drinks. So Matt is known for having, I think, probably one of the best shakes. I wouldn't say probably. I would just you say think it's the best. Up, yeah, the no, best yeah, I was trying to be political. Business. If well, somebody Matt feels doesn't like look a... like he's having a seizure or shitting his pants <laughs> when he shakes his tins, so which I think, is almost I think impossible. In, so I think in that sense, I don't he think you're trying has, hard enough. He already has the best shake. If you don't look like you're having a seizure or shitting your pants. You have a pretty good shake, but his is the best. I think it's yeah, it's your shake face. I think it's the shake face. The shake face. That's what and I'm saying. Yeah. The shake is just. How would you describe your shake? My shake. Yeah. It's Throw. like um, like a gay Moroccan, like a, <laughs> like a maracas. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's that. Like I'm just. Am I allowed to say maracas on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's okay. Yeah. That's how I would describe it's it. As if you just stuck your toes in the. Yeah. The most perfect temperature pool. Ah, yeah. You know? Do you know that's a thing now? Cocktail pools. Did you guys see this right now? What's that up? now? It's called a cocktail pool. And it's when you decide to put a very small pool, in-ground pool, not above ground, but it's an in-ground pool in your backyard. Keep it classy. Yeah, yeah. super landscaped. But it's just 
small enough to where just a group of people can get around and share a cocktail. You and make literally, a drink in the pool, and then you drink. They, it. I think people are drinking in the pool. Oh. Well, how on earth would you socially distance in a scenario like that? I mm. that is such just a great question. And very oh, chlorine. It's, it's all about the chlorine intake. Yes. So you spray good. yourself actually with some sort of antiseptic, and then get in the pool, stay in there. Mm. You're not allowed only. Two people at a time are allowed in it. Everybody else has to stand around. But anyway, that's a thing. A cocktail pool. I'm gonna pass I was on that. thinking like a pool, like yeah. you put your name in, you pull and it then, out. And, you and so going back, the one that has to make the cocktail, you have which to was make like my cocktail. nightmare. And then another person <laughs> no, has to drink. The no cocktail. one wants my cocktails. Trust me. Oh no, that's true. We've had. No, I have yeah. so many. Okay, so let's go back to introducing everybody okay. so we can get on this thing. So. We all met, Matt and I met seven years ago working at a cocktail bar that was, I would say, fairly well known in the city for having amazing cocktails and also still fairly well known in the city for having amazing cocktails. Yeah, the Chili's on Kennedy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Handshake and margaritas. This episode brought to you by Chili's off Kennedy. (laughs) But only the one off Kennedy. (laughs) The whole shaker. It's the only one left open. If you don't give me the whole shaker, I don't want it. Then the first time I met Alexis was at a sister restaurant. And we had a training between the two staff. No, the first time we ever met each other was we were in the bathroom and you were putting on red lipstick. And I looked at you and I said, I love that shade of red. And you look at me and you go, well, you could wear this color too if you wanted. And I was like, oh yeah. I mean, that, oh my yeah, God. Of course I could, probably. That's such a Brenda compliment. <laughs> I think I meant you're it not, as a compliment you're not to you. That ugly. I know. You could wear yeah, it. You could, you I said because you were coming off a little bit Bitchy. like like needy, weak, yeah, like needy. <laughs> needy. Yeah, <laughs> I could yeah. tell that you be friends with was, me. Yeah, Please. you were like well, she was because you no, know, so I'm, I'm actually just I like I, I like to like appreciate the beauty. I know and that you about were you now. Putting that on your lips, and I was like, "Damn, this girl looks so good." And oh. I didn't know, but then after that, you were going to talk to me about. Moving to the restaurant, the bar to that the you bar. were at. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm so glad you full did. Full circle. Full circle. It was a full what circle. What were you guys doing in the bathroom? <laughs> Putting red lipstick on. <laughs> Clearly. I thought we were. I was making that. lifelong friends with Alexis Villanueva Brown. I was Brown. my hands That's what I was setting doing. seeds. <laughs> she was, because about a month later, mm-hmm. the GM came up to me and said, oh, we have this like amazing bartender from this other, this restaurant that shall not be named. And I was like, well, they're not really known for having great bartenders. Mm-hmm. Who is Their that? Bartenders suck. And they're like, and then it's like, no, it, you're going to really love her. She's so much passion and she's just amazing behind the, the bar. That's the only thing I have. <laughs> I quickly found out because I trained you yeah. with the other staff, but I felt like I was with you a lot on your first session. Yeah. The first time the I was bar. making a whiskey sour, I remember texting you from the bathroom <laughs> saying, how do I make a whiskey sour? <laughs> because like, well, no, I always worked at clubs. I was like a club bartender. Mm-hmm. I was like a restaurant club bartender. I wasn't like a craft cocktail bartender. So like, I remember my first time having, like my first time having to make anything, it was to make a whiskey sour. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know this one. So I went to the bathroom. I was like, I have to pee. I'll be right back. No big deal. Texted you. How do I make a whiskey sour? And you were so great. You were like, this is how you do it. I never used egg whites. Did before. I text you the entire recipe no, from the bathroom? No, you came bathroom? to the bathroom and we talked okay. about it. Yeah, you were civil. Okay, I thought I was texting on the. You couldn't, no, just, no, no. you couldn't just ask her. In r- real life, you had to text her in the bathroom. <laughs> I was terrified. She was uh, like, terrified. I've never been in this. Like, I was always just like a club bartender. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whiskey sours were like right sour mix and whiskey. <laughs> I feel, I feel like we gave you yeah, some recipes name, to study so. like, yeah, like before it wasn't, your first shift. But it wasn't That's like what I feel a thing. Like. like I just I knew how to just. A lot of that I think it's faking it 
to you make it. I mean, we say that all the time. Absolutely. And then, absolutely. Well, speaking of faking it, so Jay. <laughs> I, you know, I resent you saying that because just because I faked it about 10 minutes ago when I said I was excited to be here <laughs> does not mean that I always fake it. So I met Jay through me, also through Alexis. I was on a train going somewhere. Miami or something. <laughs> I met you over the phone. So we met over the phone. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Jay was moving here from Colorado, right? No, mm. I was in. I was in Louisville. <laughs> I remember yeah, that. No, I was. I had. You yeah. Oh yeah. From no. a train I had about Louisville. Jay. I know. I had absolutely zero plans on actually moving to Florida. What did you think so? I don't know. All right. So I I actually uh, in a in a night of long drinking, texted Alexis. I said, "I'm over Kentucky. I want to move back to Florida." And uh, get me a job. And the next morning, I woke up to a text message from Alexis that says, you have a phone interview at 2 p.m. I had no recollection of what she was referring to. <laughs> and uh, oh. called her, and she said, you called me last night. You want a job. I got you an interview. And uh, I was on the phone with you at 2 p.m. And uh, really just faked my way through it and uh, talked you into hiring me over the phone. And I moved to Florida two weeks later. Which is hilarious because I loved you. I thought you were so legit. I was like, this guy knows everything Kinda. about what he's talking mm. about. I was Kinda. like, oh, like, I was like, I was like, so can you make aviations? And you're like, aviation. Oh, I love that cocktail. It's my favorite drink. Uh -huh. Rattled off the build. And it turns out Brenda did not know Google existed. <laughs> And, uh, I did not know. I was this guy knows to... every answer. <laughs> I was like, this guy. It's incredible. He does have a cough, though. He keeps coughing. But first of all, let's be honest. I was not an official bar manager or the GM at the time of this establishment. And yet I was conducting interviews for the staff mm -hmm. to hire them. And then the GM at the time said, yeah, you want to hire him? Sure. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that's kind of the answer. Yeah. That's basically it. So and that's how we we're going to edit this other. part out. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we all know each other. And I feel like we became a bit of a family behind the bar, which is why I invited all three of you first here for the first podcast, mainly so we can just work out the kinks and, yeah. you know, talk as friends. Yeah. We're just, uh, we're just here for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you this. Alexis told me, I don't know if she's been honest with you guys, but for the past, so we've had this podcast planned for a few weeks and I've spoken to Alexis more probably in the past three weeks. Whose fault is that though? Then I reach out to you all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. Then I think I've ever spoken to you and it's always been, Hey, so I just want to let you know, um, these are her text messages, guys. I just, I just want to let you know just between you and me, don't tell the guys, but I'm better than everybody. I really think you and I could, podcast together don't tell anybody and it could just be us and like we would do like a regular thing and it'd be really mm -hmm. interesting to listen yeah, to so interesting don't tell the guys though mm -hmm. so i you know obviously so did that's out there now thank god so, yeah, yeah. I mean, but because i could not listen to that anymore and then it's been about a week it's been no <laughs> it's been about a week of her regularly texting me things like that like guys i just want to let you know i'm super excited i did like voice messages like i had this idea that we should <laughs> I would like to show you my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but Jay also, just to call him out, he was really great. Ever the organizer of Jay was like, hey, guys, if we're going to get together and do a podcast, like I just want to make sure that we like really talk about what we're going to talk about and like keep people on track and like, you know, mm -hmm. he's like, because it could easily turn into just fart noises from Alexis yeah. and just meanderings of random thoughts. Well, I think when you spend a lot of time with people behind the bar, everything turns into an inside joke, right? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. That is absolutely what this could turn into is 
an hour of no one having any idea what on earth yeah. we're talking about, which yeah. is probably still going to happen. That's so. what my I think wife, it's that's happening. That's what my trailer says. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, so she's gonna, guys gonna yell a lot? The same thing over and over and laugh? I was like, yeah. Is that what we do when we get together is we just yell <laughs> well, a lot and then say the same that's things? That's also what that's, my fiance says, yeah. yeah. Oh, well then it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> so we must yeah, do that. No, I think it's just gonna be fun because it's just us, but I think we do have a lot of like inside banter that <laughs> might not translate but i mean like i think working unless we stay on track <laughs> uh, yeah but working in a bar and a restaurant it just provides like so much i guess entertainment or like you just never know what's going to happen you think you've seen some some things and then you're like wow i've never seen that before <laughs> i didn't think that was gonna happen today and it's usually like on a sunday or on a monday like nothing's gonna happen <laughs> when today. nobody's there the staff's yeah. not there to so help too yeah. so you get murdered yeah. for sure and it's usually always like the day like you show up hungover and you're like i'm not ready to handle anything and then you're super busy and then you know somebody uh <laughs> Plugs up what? the toilet. What happens? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what? They plug up the toilet and oh. it's overflowing and they lock the door. And then yeah. you don't know. This, this bathroom doesn't so exist you're getting, anymore. You're getting crushed on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. I would just like Remember to that? say, I don't think that was a Sunday. I feel like it was a Saturday night. I, th oh, yeah? I feel I, like I rem So if it was a Sunday, I remember it being just so packed. Yeah. And I'll never forget this. So I had at that time started to like assistant manage, mm. whatever that meant. Um, but it was great because I got an awesome shift pay. In it meant manage. To my tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just quoted like it manage. Meant, it meant actually manage. Like, yeah. What does that mean? I didn't know how to do that. I was like, I've never been a manager before. They were like, here you go. Here's the keys. Lock it up. Make sure people don't, you know, kill themselves. It can't get any worse. That's yeah. What they were like. Yeah. No, they're like, who cares? <laughs> Anybody could do this. Let's just throw yeah. it to her. She seems the most capable. And then it got worse. Well, my first shift, <laughs> it was like my first shift, my uh, first weekend. And I wasn't behind the bar, I was on the floor. And I just remember he finding out that one of the bathrooms was not working. <laughs> and of, then one of the two bathrooms. Oh, one was, of the only was two this bathrooms the time that we you, had. That you were plunging it? So I. You were like knee deep I in shit. I, I came out yeah. and I saw water. Yeah, she's very short. She's a very <laughs> well, short person. It was actually only one inch. It was, it's so yeah. ankle deep for most people. But it was yeah. deep for me. <laughs> And it doesn't even, you know, it, it could have been, it could have been nothing. Like it could have just been a puddle and I would have been like, oh God, no, I have it was, to do it this. Was a, it, would, no, it, it was, was a like, lot. It, it was, was a like lot. a scene There's some from like there. Jumanji where like a river is just flowing <laughs> out of like, it was terrible. Did you? The oh, for the first time? For yeah. the first time? No, it was just, just terrifying. Oh, and okay. I walked in and I also... I don't remember. I feel like the door was locked and I couldn't even open the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they no, locked you, it. Yeah. So then I took a it. so then I took a plunger and I was plunging all yeah, of the no. sewage water that was coming up. Was and a, then was, meanwhile, yeah. there's this really nice experience going on inside the restaurant yeah. where couples are like <laughs> proposing to each yeah. other, By like candlelight. proposing <laughs> marriage over candlelight and roses. The ambiance. People were falling in love. People and I had to go in because every time somebody would get up from their personal beautiful experience, I would, they would go mm. to the restroom and they would see this terrible river of just sewage yeah. flowing down. And I remember Do just you. apologizing to people and walking around going, hey, guys, I just want you to know, like, this isn't normal. And we're going to send out some, some <laughs> This is actually a new feature that we yeah. <laughs> We're going to send out some troubled popcorn send out some on the house, popcorn. guys. Congratulations. Yeah, that smell, on, it's the bay. On your news. <laughs> the popcorn's on us. And now everyone knows what bar it is. I no. don't think that <laughs> truffled <laughs> popcorn belongs to one no. bar in that's Tampa. True. That's I don't think that's true. Context it? clues, guys. Yeah. Just don't be specific. <laughs> that still right? serves. We talked about this. So with that said, <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into this segue. 
How did everybody get into the industry? Like, what was your first job? And like, what? And also, when did you maybe a piggyback to this or maybe another side comment? But when did you realize, oh, I'm like, definitely like in the industry, like I'm staying in the industry. This is like a long term thing for me. Are you going to direct it? Well, to I'm staring at you <laughs> Jay. Oh, okay. to the table. So nonverbal. Okay. Uh, well, for Jay. me, it essentially was just, um, I was in the music business. I was throwing events. I was going on tour, all these things. And I just realized that hospitality was where it was at. It was why I did everything. I wanted to be around people having a good time and I wanted to show people a good time. And, uh, I just kind of fell backwards into it. It was a part-time thing and it ended up being a full-time thing. And as you get older, you realize the things that you love can be something as simple as handing someone a cocktail and smiling as cheesy as that sounds. I think that's the reality of why we end up staying in this industry. It's those little tiny moments that add up to something really important, you know? Um, and I think the first time I realized that it was going to be a permanent thing was when I was at with, Oh, I said the, the I said oh. the word. Oh no. no. So when you were at Start Over. And you were so concerned with <laughs> not mentioning <laughs> Between the professions that we have and Alexis's rap sheet, I mean everyone knows where <laughs> it's a good time to work together. Um, it's a really good time. <laughs> but I think that was it, was the creation of family and awareness that we were creating a good time for people. And I think that's what made me realize that this was a permanent thing for me and it was what I wanted to do. Do you yeah, still feel that way? Uh, well, now that I'm... <laughs> no, I didn't even mean... I mean, I didn't mean to call you out, but it's like now with everything going on, like in COVID, and it's like, do you still feel like with your industry, like this is something like you still think is valuable and Absolutely. contributes? And... Uh, I think it, I think that the, the restaurant industry and the bar industry is the most important last stand for people, period. I mean, we're so inundated with our phones. We... You may work 40 hours a week, but you always have your cell phone. So you always have email. You always have your phone call. And those opportunities when you sit down at a table with some friends or your family or you sit down at a bar and can BS and hang out, that's the last true social escape. That's the last tiny vacation. We take less and less time off. We spend a majority of our time uh, living to work instead of working to live. And so when you can get those small moments, mm -hmm. those tiny moments of humanity – well, I think that's, that's why happens. I like to bartend. Like, I never was like the creator of cocktails. Like, don't ask me to make you a, like a cocktail. Like, even like, good, like, even like, don't like, ask like, me to make like, a drink. No, like, like don't. Like, I just like, that wasn't where like I the, found the bitterless, sugarless, old fashioned. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, like, that's a like, favorite. I, just, like, I, that's I was never for. like I never was in it because I wanted to like create or or like do any sort of like, like competitions or yeah, anything. Yeah. Like I just, I just enjoy, like I love being behind the bar. Like I love like communicating and talking and entertaining people. Like, and I think that's what's so important about having diversity behind the bar in many different aspects. Like you should have different types of bartenders. I was never the bartender that you would come to, to be like, I like this, this, and this make me something. I'd be like, all right, I'll make you something that I already also, know. Be texting me while I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, going, absolutely. This, this no, guest like, wants like my thing was like, I, I, I love being, being a quick bartender. I, I don't know fast. all the drinks. I, I just know. I think I, I think I can speak for all of us. Yeah. You have really good energy, which is yes. great because 
And that was my None thing. of us do we, not. We have to balance each other out, I think. Yes, and exactly. And I think that it goes with different people, you know, people's um, egos or their character and stuff. And it was always fun to work with you because you're engaging with customers because <clears throat> unfortunately, some of us weren't <laughs> that way. I could say that I was that way some, some nights. But about behind That's the bar, true. you know? Yeah, or that... I, like people, some some people like bartending by themselves. I always like bartending with somebody else because you can play off that energy and yeah. stuff. So it's just like me and Jay talked about. It's like stand up comedy or something. It's nice it's to fun. have a yeah, it's, it's counterpart. Almost, it's a bar is a stage, and then for a few hours in the day, it, it doesn't feel like work. You know, yeah, no, for these sure. people come and then you're there and it's and it's actually really fun. You forget like I'm clocked in and yeah, no, I, and that's what I think. Like for me personally, like my joy that I found behind the bar was just like being like an entertaining bartender, trying to present a beautiful cocktail in a fast way, but like not like creating it by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to like be there and entertain and like hang out and mm -hmm. talk shit and just like yeah, yeah. absolutely like, like entertain and have a good time. So that was like that's like where I am as a bartender. So that was like where I also got a little intimidated at working at such a beautiful craft cocktail bar that also definitely heightened my sense of, or my whole like craft cocktail. I think it just challenged you. Yeah. Right? But, but I just, I feel like, you know, that's what I wanted to do at that bar. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to create things. I didn't want to do any of like the specifics in the hard why are you wanna... staring at me? Well, because wanna... <laughs> well, those are all the things that you're good at. You're good at and, me, then, and I think that we always work really well get, together, yeah. too. And then you would get on like, Alexis for like, it. You're I like, would get you're so good mad at competing you. and you're good at creating things. And mm. I just want to, like, I just wanted to, like, I just like bartending. I just like <laughs> doing, like, the, I like to entertain. You yeah. know what I mean? I, that was my thing. You were the best hype man I ever had. Thank you. Yeah, what a great thing. And actually, and actually that was Alexis. So I so Matt, I'm one of those bartenders who I love to bartend by myself. I only uh -huh. want to just be yeah. alone huh. with huh. me. I know you're all going, yeah. I like not a team player. I liked my Fine. bartending nights by myself. But uh, but I That's traditionally nice. liked to be alone behind the bar. One because I like if it's a small bar, right? I don't want to be alone behind a really massive bar. That's crazy. But I loved having like a say in terms of where my mise en place was and where things were. I'm a little bit OCD um, That's in, good, the, in that sense. Well, I just think, you know, if you just pick something up, just put it back no, I think, where I it think goes. I mean, why would you not? I don't understand. I don't understand why if you pick something. It shouldn't then, be called OCD in a bar. It should then be it's called not, mandatory. Right. And then it's not mm. where it is supposed to yeah, be. That's just when I, somebody else goes to look for it. There it is. Yeah. But with that said, Alexis was great to work with because Thank I was the, you were, I loved working with you because I, we would get in conversations with guests across the bar and guests at that bar were always really fun. And I would be more the straight person where I would be playing it straight and I would be making the drinks and I would be doing like, I would be doing things. I made drinks as And well. then Alexis, <laughs> no. I, I she that. made drinks sometimes and, but mostly she would stand behind me if it wasn't busy and then just go, uh-huh, yeah. And then she would say these insightful things to these people and take mm. the conversation further mm. than I ever time could. Everybody's called me insightful. So <laughs> no, you were <laughs> you for that. You were so insightful. You would take it into this crazy language that re like all of a sudden we're talking about cocktails and I'm talking to guests and then at that point you would just somehow get into like you know, you're like, how, how many times you do yoga? And then that would go into some sort of segue where it was, 
them talking about their father and like how mm. they grew up and like you were like holding their hand across from the yeah. bar. It was so fun to watch. It's called, it's like a, it's a pressure point called the money point. <laughs> and you just sort of find wanna, it in each individual you squeeze it. and you just squeeze it. That's yeah. a really good question to actually bring up is mm-hmm. how do fake. you... No, I, I no, always, I do you know the question I want to ask, which is how as it. a bartender and anybody in the hospitality industry, but specifically bartenders get a lot of time with this because we get a lot of time with guests. How do you how often are you truly having a meaningful conversation with somebody or are you convincing somebody that needs to hear somebody like I, you need to be the listener in that moment I because say, somebody's going through something? I say like in an evening, like you carry on like a, a ton of like meaningless conversations, but then you have like your regulars and you have your regulars that like you really enjoy that you want to have conversations with and then you have your regulars that you're like uh-huh yeah yes uh-huh yes like that you just are appeasing their their moment their moment yeah you I, know so I think but I think it's really fun when you do find those people that come in all the time specifically to like hang out and talk with you and like be I think when you boil it all down really like why you know this situation with everything happening, why bartenders make such good money in our industry in a normal circumstances, because therapists. Yeah. You're empathetic. You have to be empathetic at all times, whether someone wants to be empathetic to you or not, you have to be empathetic. You have to, you know, anticipate their needs and understand them and understand what they're going through and actually put yourself in their shoes. Once a week, you know, once a week or twice a week. And it becomes this thing where it's muscle memory. Like most bartenders are like, yeah, I had to deal with this person or that person and whatever. But empathy is really our strongest tool as bartenders, because whether you realize it or not, you're taking a moment to understand their situation. And you might walk away from that moment and go, well, that was completely ridiculous. And let's go make a hundred inside jokes about this for the next week. But Mm -hmm. in reality, in that moment, you're giving that person what they need, whether it's a therapist or a sports bookie or a doctor, the guy's pointing out something on his eye. Like, does this look bad to you? Yeah, that looks bad. You should not ask me and ask a doctor. (laughs) Matt, how did you get into the industry? Um, I think it's I think it's a little bit of both like your guys' answers where I got out of the military and I was contracting and so it was just like those kind of jobs and then I became a bar back at uh at a club at a club at a club at a club and cuz you know I just didn't want to you, you have a job like that and it's always serious or it's very it's a lot of weight on your shoulders kind of stuff too and what I learned in the military is that I enjoyed drinking. So it kind of, I was like, that that makes sense. I will work at a place where they sell drinks. Perfect. And, you know, the first couple, you know, couple years in a club, you don't, I don't really know. You're just, at that age, you're just trying to get enough money to get, to be able to drink and smoke weed and stuff like that. And But you're off like four days. So really you're just living, it's like almost like college almost, right? And then getting to work at, cereals at a, at a true uh, craft bar, you realize <clears throat> that you can take it seriously and you can be taken seriously as well. And that, you know, these skills, you can, it will take you anywhere you want to take them, which was really eye-opening at first. I was just like, oh, this is a good time. And I get to work with these people and I get to meet, you know, different people every day. But then you realize like, you know, this is a valuable skill, which is, I, I, t- I talked to everybody about, you know, like fine dining, Learning all this stuff when you come when you don't come from that and then learning it and then you it's have like people skill set. yeah you have people with means they're like they look to you like hey what do you think and then yeah. you're like wow like 
Yeah. You got, you're the one you're with the, the money and you're the now. one, you're the one asking me for help. So how many times do you not know what you're talking about? Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Almost but, and all I also, the time. I also but think that's, working in that atmosphere. That's why the you're a decision maker now in the industry. So how many times does somebody come to you who has a lot more money than you do and go, um, but money doesn't I equal. have all this money yeah. and I want to do this bar concept. Yeah. And like, here's, here's, a, what, here's what I want to do. I want 48 like, packs of like, Coors Light. I want the theme to be. I mean, and like, I mean, kind of going back to your question, like, how did you think this was for you, right? And I think it's a lot of us get like, I, in a bar, everything matters to me the lighting, the music. Oh, yeah. Um, you the, taught me a lot type, about menu, that stuff. Just, yeah, yeah, just aesthetic in general. All that stuff Matt would ride matters. my ass about all of this stuff. <laughs> like, I would, I ended up starting sending him pictures of how I would set up the bar before. But no, because... Was this when he was managing? No, it was just when he was my partner in general. No, because, no, he expected a certain thing. And I swear, I swear to God, working with Matt gave me a whole different level. It was a very militant level, too, which goes back to your military training. No, and I'm but- not being like... I'm not joking around about this. Like it taught me so much about like placement and putting things back and being very regimented, but then efficiency. Like I learned my efficiency from you a hundred percent. For sure. And I, I mean, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I appreciate it too. So does my he's, husband. He's touched. I can see it in his <laughs> eyes right now. I but can like, clean the kitchen in two point yeah. four seconds. Well, like you said about you're talking about mise en place and and then again going back exactly. to that question is that we're talking about, you know, like at, at first we I, I came from that school of thought where like, you know, like, oh, you're trying too hard. It, like, that's something that gets said to try hard. But caring about what your job and doing well and executing well is not trying. Like, trying hard is a good quality. I don't know why it's looked down <laughs> yeah. upon. No. I think trying hard, try, the, the term is like, you know, or trying hard for the show of it. Just to show like, hey, I'm, I'm doing it. So but you never the, did it that way. But it, it's doing it all the time, no matter who's looking or not looking and taking you know care about what you do not necessarily taking yourself too seriously but what you your craft seriously well i think that's why it's important to have different kinds of bartenders behind the bar because and, everybody brings it, out and everybody else. influences each other yeah yeah it's yeah. not just a cocktail it's that experience right yeah. like when we worked together it was yeah always from the about beginning the to the end you, everybody has a different with you is you know how many times do we sit and make playlists and go, ah, take that song off. Yeah. You know, like it's all about that. the details and every single bartender. That's why it's so nice to have a, a, like a difference in bartenders. You know, so it's all about the details. It's all about the details. So with that, we are going to take a little break and we're going to come back to you in just a moment. Safety meeting. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, this is really great. I'm so happy we're oh, here. Me too. This is a really nice time. I'm I'm thankful for all of you in my life. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome back to another round of the 86 Club. Oh, nice. Ooh. <laughs> I tried to do my my voice. Jay has a better one. Do your announcer voice. Okay. My, my announcer voice? Yes, my... do it. Hey, and everybody, welcome back to another round of the 86 Club. God, that's good. Anyway, this uh, episode, mm. by that's the way, what fat people do is they come up with voices. Because <laughs> hold on, I have to plug the whiskey. This episode, by the way, is brought to you by Lip Service Rye. It's a three-year rye. Mm. <laughs> that mm. is nice. <laughs> Just three years. It's a beautiful rye. It's aged in uh, Dave Finney's Grenache barrels. So, Ooh. and if you've ever had his Grenache. Man, no, you're gonna. The guy has great ganache. He's got the. He has quite a grenache, right? Top mm. notch grenache. Top <laughs> top notch. Um. So, 
I think it's probably a good idea to get into, you know, a pressing argument. Like, I'll put it this way. I think it's a good idea to... Did you say argument? Yeah, I but I realized yoga, that was a bad... I realized that was pressing, a really bad thing pressing to say. Pressing topic. One thing we don't like I, about I it. know. I don't want to argue. <laughs> Everybody stare one another in the eyes right now. <laughs> What do you hate the most about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for the the flash round, the final yeah. round. At We're going to need another hour. <laughs> but I think it's good <laughs> to get into the topic that's really timely right now and very pressing on everybody's minds and hearts. And, you know, I really think that's definitely Karen's. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, would like to, I would like to start, I would like to start <laughs> by saying... Upset. I would like to start by saying that I was promised um, alcohol and drinks and all this stuff, and um, the bottle's almost gone. So I would like no, to start. No, actually, with this Karen. I would just like to say, real I'd like quick, to be the, the bottle's first not Karen. almost gone. Yeah, it's just, and that's what's great about this bottle. I would like it's to be a Karen and say that heavy. I can't see through this bottle. So it's, to me, <laughs> to me, it's empty. It's empty, right? <laughs> and I'd like Can to we? talk to your manager. I'd like to talk to Dave Finney. <laughs> I'd like to talk to Dave Finney, and I no, would like to try his Grenache no, again. <laughs> You sell his whiskey. You better get him on the phone right now. Do you know who I am? Do you have his number? Do you know I want to call him right now? I will not. Ex- I'm going to review this. I, I know you're not you going to get. You're not going to get a good review. I know your accounts. I will follow you. It's fine. No, it's fine. No, record me. Record me. Record me. You're too good at that. <laughs> well, Alexis has a lot of Karens, I think, in her life yeah. right now. So. <laughs> Who do you think has more Karens, Orlando well, or Tampa? Ka- hold on. <laughs> yeah, what is the Karen capital? I feel of Central like Florida? because it's so touristy, you're just bound to run in more Karens in Orlando. Mm. Is that a wrong assumption? I mean, I haven't worked behind the bar enough in Orlando to say that there's more Karens in Orlando, but I don't know. I'm going to throw a wrench in the cogs here, and I'm going to say Lakeland. <laughs> I'm gonna no. Has I would say the, Kissimmee, or I would say I would say Winter Park, Florida. But I Ooh, think Winter Lakeland. Park, hold on, Winter hold Park on. as as a guy who spent some time. Hold on, I think Lakeland. Hold on, I think Lakeland has a different kind of Karen, and I think I can't imagine that there's it's a Jim Karen. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's she's a, she works out. <laughs> yeah, and right. Oh, I thought you were referring to the great uh, broadcaster Jim Karen. <laughs> Uh, yes, you're the only one. Yes, Alexis Broad, knows broadcaster that for the Cleveland Indians for yeah. 36 years. Jim Karen. Well, obviously she's a huge yeah. Cleveland Indians fan, so we know this. <laughs> my second favorite, Jim Karen. This is where, what I was talking about. <laughs> so we'll circle back. No, I, I actually like the conversation. So let's first define what is a Karen and why are they so hated in the industry because they're terrible and they suck okay so we've heard from alexis matt what do you think a karen how do you define a karen it's it's not like a a karen per se but like when we talked about earlier how you when you talk to people and you have that connection with them that humanity and that's what people like that's why they come to the bar and they're missing karen yeah karen just don't (laughs) yeah they don't they don't want that they want whatever they want at that moment no matter if they want spaghetti, no matter if you're not an Italian restaurant at all. Like, it's just... Why don't you have that? Exactly. It's just, it's a weird entitlement. Uh, I want a spaghetti rosé spritzer. Yeah. Why can't you make that? Ma'am, this is a hot dog card. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think just it's just that, I think the there's certain people, I think, still have, like, a, 
just don't have a complete understanding of hospitality like, or the service industry. Human decency. Or like, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, right. like. It boils down to <laughs> entitlement, right? right. It's, yeah. it's, Treat, uh, like, what if I just came to your house and knocked on your door and was like, yeah, I know you don't sell anything out of your house, but yeah. I'd like you to sell me your couch. I blame it on all those uh, legal ads. You know, I I want my money and I want it now. You know, that's yeah. the JP, that's the entire. I mean, oh, well, that. let's not say it out loud. Oh, I Good mean, Lord. I, I don't sued. care if you say it out loud. Good I, Lord. I want my money. One eight hundred ask Gary. Can I say that? <laughs> I mean, you actually, just did, this show so. sponsored by one eight hundred ask Gary. Hand lip service. Hand lip service. Right. I think. Yeah, I mean, summing up what you all said, I mean, Karen is definitely somebody where it's just that person that's never worked in the industry that is so entitled, that's always, it's never heard the, the word no before in their life. I experienced it way beyond the bar that we met each other at. I mean, I've yeah. been in... <laughs> I think you're from the, if you're the I've been service. In, I've been in prestigious, like, you oh. know, fine dining establishments. Any kind of service industry, like, there's that always are just like... I've been in, I've worked in places that require some sort of membership to be there. And I, at, at that one, that one's fun. That one's fun. You really have to check yourself. You really have to every Before day look yourself. in the mirror and kind of Stuart smiley your Just way through check. the day. Check yourself. You just have to be like, you know, I'm going to be okay today. And I'm going to do a lot of yesing. That I don't want to do. To I mean, ev people. everyone has their Karen moment. But I though, think you I know, like everyone, everyone has this moment where they're. And I think this goes back to the empathy thing I was saying earlier, where you've reached this point where you're just so. I don't know if I can say fucked, but fucked up with your day that you come in and one thing's not right and you have your fucking melting point. Yeah, you can't say fuck, so stop saying I, that. <laughs> fuck, I can't. <laughs> no, but I, I, but I feel like also <laughs> you taught me in the bar business, bar industry. The bar biz. Bar, the bar Ooh, biz. The biz. The, the, biz, the business the of the bar. But like you, you're not going to take anybody's shit. And I think that's what, mm. that was one great thing about the place that we all worked together as a whole, um, that like you could get away with like telling somebody that like they will not speak to you that way or they can't do this. And that was like, I threw an a, okay I thing. threw a checkbook in somebody's yes, face. I know that's what I'm to get saying. the hell out of my and I, bar. And I think that's where, I think that's where this <laughs> all comes into play too, though. Like you can't allow people to continue to like disrespect you. And it's really empowering as a bartender, a barkeep working behind the stick to be at a place that like says it's okay for you to research, like to like refuse service to somebody that's being a, a just a complete asshole to you yeah. because they feel that they're allowed to be an asshole to you because you are serving them. <laughs> I'm not serving you. We're having an experience together. But how, and I, I have preached this. I mean, I feel the same way, but how many people do you think are really lucky enough to work in establishments? Nobody. That and and that's that? why I think it's <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that, I think that's why a great point. that was like yeah. one of my no favorite one. things about that. Like, like, yeah, like, you have those times, but also I never felt so protected and so like backed up at a place that I've ever worked at as that 
particular place because I was allowed to be like, you will not talk to me like that. You're not going to slam your drink in front of me 14 times Mm. and expect me to serve you first. I'm allowed to tell you to go fuck yourself. Maybe not in that way. (laughs) Not in those terms. Maybe not in those terms. As three former managers. I'm allowed to be like, hey, we've all actually managed this place. Get this dude out of here. Like He's a total, he's he's Mm -hmm. taking away from everybody's experience. The proper response. Not only mine. Yeah, yeah. Like you're taking away from everybody at this bar within an earshot's experience. What? Mm-hmm. So that's a Karen to and, me. And like, I think I think it's the culture of uh, of the customer is always right, and especially yeah. at these times when there are rules in place. When you when you're telling people you can't do this or you can do this, and you have to be seated here, where again, that's not something we came up with. That's something the government came up with, and you know, and then these people. They come in and obviously you've seen the news, you've seen everybody on social media, so you should know what's going on. And then when we tell you, like, we're trying to enforce it as well, and then we get, you know, we get the blowback from the customers. And I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think so that, the customer is not right. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's a fun, there is a, a not so fine line between hospitality and servitude and restaurants and bars solicit hospitality and... <clears throat> The entire customer is always right mentality, although it has moments where it completely serves hospitality. It really so it's the goal, dictates it's the base. It's the goal. It's the base. It but dictates it's not servitude. You, yeah. You yeah. Know? And but it's, it's not a, the end all. You know, I'm not. I'm not uh, working in bars anymore. I left literally right before this coronavirus thing happened. But even the point of like Matt saying someone in your face, while as a bartender or a server or anyone in this industry. You're wearing a mask right now and you're mandated to wear that mask and someone can yell in your face and not wear that mask. It, it It's the dictation between servitude and hospitality. And I think that if there's one thing that this industry should take from that is that we do solicit hospitality. We do not solicit servitude. Mm. We yeah. are not extending uh, – a place where you can be trampled upon. You didn't hire me personally. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, these guys when are. It's, with this tre- you're getting treated like the help. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't hire and, me personally. I'm not like I'm not your bag boy. Right. I'm not like to, I'm not. Do you think working for tips forces people into that mentality of you're you you are the hired help? A because hairstylist your tip I think, feels that way. I think from the outside it does. I mean, I think we. Everybody but I don't think like a knows. hairstylist would. Like, I think someone like like. No, a hairstylist like, though sets their rate and says. Yeah, yeah but you always tip. Yeah, but that's not your bread and butter. A hairstylist says, "I my hairstyles cost a hundred and but you're still whatever. But, but you're still doing a tip. But service. you're paid five forty four an hour yeah, as th- a bartender. I th- yeah, I think, in the state I think of Florida, from the outside working so for tips. So you have to work for tips. Yeah, I think from the like I said from people who aren't in the industry or just don't care to know. It's looked upon like that for sure. Like, oh, you don't care, or you're only saying that because you're working for tips. But yeah, you know. no, I get that. But I, but we're all like, but the, every service it, to like, what to what Brenda's saying is that uh, a hairstylist pays a flat rate to where she has her space at her rent or whatever. Yeah, yeah, she pays her rent. Yeah, she, that's She's her number. She, she does all that, she. but you're still tipping for she. a service. Yes, I apologize for using. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is you're paying your you'd still tip on that service and you respect that service more than when you go out is exactly. what I was saying. I, I agree with you, but I think what generates that ideology of servitude and the Karen in general is that 
she wants her hair highlighted. She doesn't give a shit about her. Hey, I her, look great. Her, I look great her with mule. highlights. I'm yeah. just saying. I think that the servitude ideology, that whole concept of servitude versus hospitality, comes from the fact that we've all signed this uh, non-real contract where we say, okay, we'll work for less than minimum wage. And at the end of the day, we'll probably come out greater and we have to eat a whole bunch of shit. And I think that's okay because we talked about empathy and stuff earlier. But the reality is- we're also is, making more money. Yeah. You, you say that now, but then coronavirus happens, right? Mm -hmm. and you exactly. Have, you have no guarantees for anything. Right. And these yeah. people are left without any form of industry. <clears throat> They're left without any guarantees from their employers. And they're so, again now risking their their actual health, so right? Where does the, and then where does the hospitality go, right? How, exactly. How, yeah. How, what quality of service am I giving you when I'm facing all the stuff you're facing? And not only that, but my my career is directly affected, and I'm here maybe against my not against my will, but against my <laughs> but, wishes. But because, pretty much. Because yeah. yeah, if I could work from home, I would. But, yeah, but I can't. I work at a bar, <laughs> work at a restaurant, so I have to be there. I, I think you're really highlights the the it you know it shows I can't the teleport faults. you a drink yeah yeah it shows the fault lines of servitude right like i'm here against my better judgment for the yeah. most part i mean i don't know where people stand on everything that's going on but based on the information that we know i'm here to give you hospitality and mm -hmm. based on what i'm making right now what i'm walking home with i i'm a servant you know i'm yeah. wearing a mask i'm Every single bartender and server in the industry right now is wearing a uniform. Everyone's wearing their mask, right? Yeah. And, and where is anyone else at? And I think the servitude thing is is a really important thing to touch on because when we talk about servitude versus hospitality, we're talking about a low-paid wage to essentially cater to someone hand on foot. And when it individually speaks to your health, your well-being. I think it's really important for people in this industry right now. Well, this is crazy what's happening right now. This I, is shaking everybody. I like, under I understand that, but I think it shines a light on, on 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 the faulty structures on the foundation that this industry well, is built yeah, upon. Yeah, I mean, right? like what's your insurance? What's your this? What's your that? Like it's crazy. And, like well, you can make I mean, all money uh, all the money that you can in a night is like way superior to anybody else what they can make. In a week, sometimes. Uh, poten well, potentially. potentially yes. but, but right then you now, don't I have would the say backup. that's not happening. Well, that's what I'm saying. In, in times like this, you don't have the backup for it. So, I mean, so then that's the question is, so where do you think the industry's going in terms of, is this, I mean, I, I keep hearing. Insurance. Well, I keep hearing talks of being insured. Let's, and let's, also, let's talk, let's talk about let's insurance. Talk like hmm, let's talk about uh, insurance. And yeah. also um, increase to increase of, of, of the wage. Oh, the minimum and, wage. Would that be nice? That would be nice. <laughs> and also um, just in general, like I've, the conversation of unionizing in the Human industry has, keeps, getting, keeps getting brought up, which I, I mean, to be honest, I don't know enough about unionizing to actually have feel like I have a say in terms of how I feel about this. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, um, I, I really don't. I mean, like, I'm not going to go out and publicly say, "Oh, yeah, I think it's a great idea," because I really don't know enough about what it is and I, what it isn't. But I think it's most most companies obviously are anti-union. I would say, especially yeah, in yeah I mean, but I mean, I mean you, in every industry. But if you look at a lot of other career fields, it, it's normal because you have you have to have people that speak up for you that. 
I mean, I mean, let's be real. The unions have not existed in this. Con- I, I grew up. I just union think you need a backup plan. You need to be able to have a backup plan. But to put it, but to put it on individuals and say that it's your responsibility to come up with a backup plan, I understand. No, but no, I'm saying not, like with so- the companies. <laughs> Pardon? Your bars, you your bars. You, you should be able to have. There's been restaurants that I've worked at that I was given the option to I'm, have this amount of money taken out of my paycheck every week to have insurance, and I always liked that because I didn't know what I didn't know what I was doing. I was 18, 19 years old, and it was nice to be able to like go to the dentist if I needed to, go to the doctor if I needed to. You went to the dentist. I did. You <laughs> can believe tell. it or not. Your teeth are gorgeous. <laughs> Love them. The top part are. Love them. That's all we see. Hey, My top well, she, nice. she restaurant hops, so some bad. places had health insurance. But I, no, I'm just didn't saying. I'm saying coverage. it was yeah. nice. <laughs> it was nice to be able to like be like, okay, so I'm going to allocate this amount of money every paycheck to the ability for me to go to a doctor, for the ability for me to go to a dentist. I mean, that's standardized, right? Like, if you're a full time employee in the United States, you have to offer it insurance be. and benefits. It should but be. I think what we're talking about here is the the ideology that. People have gotten used to spending less money for service and hospitality, okay. right? We have turned into uh, fast food, fast casual empire. You hear the term fine casual dining thrown around now. But the bottom line is it is expensive to create an experience for someone. So if you cannot create that price point to take care of your employees, then we're at a crossroads. And when you look at a period where people don't have the money to See, tip anymore because <laughs> – so you won't be lonely. <laughs> I, well, we did talk about can, that before about raising. I mean, raising pay, raising the minimum wage, and then when you know when that was going on, I think it was a couple years ago when like people from McDonald's were asking for a higher wage, mm-hmm. and then paramedics or EMTs were like, "Well, we should get paid more too." I was like, "Yeah, every, yes, absolutely. Everybody, I think across the board, <laughs> should be get paid more." Yeah, especially I mean, you know in those career fields, but. This this I industry think- specifically, dude, you're talking about an era where we've we reap the benefits of a great economy and all these things after the great the recession. Thirty thousand dollar millionaires oh, spend you know, your money. <laughs> like us saying this is nothing against restaurant owners. By the way, restaurant owners, bar owners. What are we talking about the, against them? <laughs> the no, margins no, no. are super small. The We're margins talking about are small. Less than ten percent. And less than ten percent. Yeah, and I, I think that uh, general and public she's there, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that either, like yeah, people are like why, why aren't you paying your it. your employees, right? Yeah, like the that's a good question. And then, I mean, that's a good thing to get involved in. So then why don't we raise our drink prices? Exactly. Actually, to be honest, and I won't name names, but there are some places that I know that have where I was like, wow, that's an expensive cocktail, right. and I've managed bars, so I know what the cost of sale should be, and I'm like, whoa, that's a Do lot. But I also don't blame them. For a cocktail, thirteen fifty, thirteen fifty, or fourteen. I think it depends where you're. Do you think it depends on everything um, that we talked about before? The yeah. playlist, the the ambiance, everything. Yeah. All that's worth. Money I think I, I think more that. than like twelve dollars for me for a cocktail mm. is a little bit like. Well, that's only because you have thirteen of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You could you could even argue with that. Lexi's like, oh. no, I just, I feel like 12 bucks is like a good solid price mm-hmm. for a cocktail. Well, I mean, prices right now. Do you not think that that's a good price? 12 bucks? And we digress. Yeah, that's a good price. I think price. it depends on your cost of sale goals and how much, whatever brand you want 13 to put. 13 tops. 
Do we have a deal? <laughs> 13 tops, yes or no? You know what? All right, Alexis Karen. 13. Fine. Yeah. Karen? 13? You got it. You got whatever you I'm want. I'm only paying 12. You get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying $10 and I expect a coupon in the mail. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Yeah. Like, what's your favorite cocktail like that you want to savor? Like, what? what? Mm. Even better, what cocktail are you? Ooh. No, like, like Ooh. what is the cocktail that you like? How about what, choose? What cocktail do you think you are? And then we all say what cocktail you really, you really are. are. Uh, <laughs> like, what you, what, uh, you're a whiskey sour. Does everybody have their one cocktail that they like love Alexis, so you're much? You're like rumplements. Just what? Freaking. You're, you know you. what? You know what you are? You're warm gin. That's what you are, Lexi. You I are am, a Midori sour. You're a warm uh, gin, <laughs> gin shot. You're yeah. warm rock and you've all partied with me at one point of an, like one point, and you love it, Matt. What? what? No, I'm just like, what's your I, favorite? Like, what I'm, do you love I'm, to savor as far as a cocktail? Like, what's what do your you savory like? cocktail, Matt? What do you like? No, no, I don't do cocktails. What? But like, if there's like one cocktail savory that's like your cocktail. favorite you cocktail, cocktail you bars, savor you don't do every cocktails? single sip of it. Like, is there one drink, cocktail that you love anymore. that I love the most above mm. every other cocktail? Like, what is your cocktail if you want to like take time with that bitch and like. Not waste Treat her right. Yeah, like yeah, like Treat her you right. want to sit down. You want to sit down for 20, 25 minutes. You just want to betty white it. You just want to sip her. Like ah. like like. You would never take advantage of her. You would never. We're talking rush about her. we're talking about a drink right. We're now. talking about a cocktail. <laughs> the best thing to me is like a cocktail that is greater than its parts. The sum right? of its parts. Yeah, greater than the sum of its parts. If you can make a cocktail like that, give me a Negroni. Give me a Boulevardier. Give me a paper plane. Give me any of that Even equal parts jazz. Yeah, like I like t- not equal parts, but cool. Favorite. You're you're rough around the edges, no, but it's but, all right. No, but like that's my <laughs> thing. Do you have do you have one that you go to more often? My go to cocktail mm-hmm. at a bar, Boulevardier, R- RSP. How do you Russian like- Spring Punch? <laughs> uh, do you have bubbles? I'll have an RSP. Mm. <clears throat> I love a good Russian Spring Punch. Mm. You can't argue with that. And man. a bramble. And a bramble. The bramble mm. is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the last word is like the one that I like the best. Like because it like it's not too sweet. It's got the chartreuse, which is like Well, I don't know, know Lexi, what is chartreuse? It's very high. <laughs> it's the very... ABV, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Yeah. What else about it? It's a real deal. What else God, do you I know? I knew this bitch was gonna do this yeah. shit to me. Mm. This I'm is this is all the cut made? time I was what talking about earlier. What do you How know? How is it made? I drink it and I, I like it. keep going. <laughs> They make it. They put it in a bottle. Yeah, and uh, it's fucking good. You sit on a vet. <laughs> Let's keep talking about it. <laughs> Continue. Um, you know what's funny is we were on such a serious topic mm-hmm. before, and I, I think that speaks volumes for what our industry does. Is we're constantly faced and inundated with these terrible, crazy things, and then we have to make light of it. You know, it's funny, Matt and I, who have worked together for a long time, most of our conversations are about uh, stand-up comedy because we yeah. do not have the cojones to ever go up and do it. Mm. But I think we... Uh, but there's, I think there's a lot of similarities that we talk about between... Yeah. You got to have a type five, dude. Cause, because you have so much time to talk to people in front of you. It's like a miniature stage. And then you have jokes about drinks or the menu or, you know, like you would turn a bad situation to a joke like the the AC at that bar we worked at would be 10 <laughs> degrees hotter at the bar area then, and then you, you would make that as a joke because people are going to ask you every customer is going to ask you so. is it hot in here? no is it? Yeah. Like, I was like no, no I just hot? have diabetes yeah, people are like do you have are the AC hot? on? I was like no we turned the heat on, <laughs> turn the heat on? I feel yeah. fine maybe but, yeah. you should go to the doctor and like obviously that's not like a, like an award winning 
comedy sketch right there. I like, you were just, just, saying, just that's like, not an like award-winning bar. Just, and oh, I was that like, was oh, terrible. Uh, wow. Like the building up of like yeah. being able to like communicate with people in a funny way to make and, things that were terrible and, and like and, fun and, situations. Yeah. And because it's live, so you mess up a drink or you drop something or yeah. you mess yeah. up an order, and the yeah. to be able to kind of turn the situation around into a, something that you can laugh at or positive and the people in front of you are having such a good time that they don't care that you messed up their drink. So is there anything else right now that we feel like we need to discuss or address? I mean... I think you're going around talking about everybody's... If you, they weren't in the industry, what they would, hmm. what would be doing, right? What, what would, would you, you be, be doing, doing, Brenda? Would you be acting? In the theater? No, in I the tried the to do that. I R-E didn't or succeed. ER. I didn't succeed, so no. I mean, because when I was in New York, the way I got back into the industry was... So I okay so club, right? well I graduated from University of Tampa here in Tampa Florida and I graduated mm. with a writing degree and because you went I, on vacations though well I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life so I got a liberal arts degree in writing mm. and in Florida and then I got a job randomly at Clear Channel Radio in sales I thought I was being hired as a promo girl mm-hmm. but I showed up and they put the me the future in, is radio. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. We've been saying the that next, for years. The next big thing, radio. Radio. No, but you, like well, we're AM, going back. Specifically AM. But long story short, <laughs> I worked in Clear Channel Radio for years. I sold radio and then I moved to New York City with that job. And I realized it was really like... Soul sucking? Yeah, I hated it. You I went to Thailand after that, correct? Or something? That was... That was after all of that. So basically, yeah. mm-hmm. I did that, and then I quit my job, and I spent the rest of the years in New York attempting to act. And I, you know, went on auditions, and and one of the ways that I could support myself was by working in bars and restaurants. And I had mm. done that in the past, growing up in St. Louis, and so I worked in a couple bars, and some of them were fine, some of them weren't. But then I got a chance to work at a really nice restaurant called Berlin and then another restaurant called Prime Meats and that was like Prime Meats is the one well that's the one that has a great cocktail program and it's been around for a long time and I like I would stare at the bartenders and be like enamored with them I had like crushes on them I just thought Mm. like not that I like not that I wanted to like date them yeah I just was so amazed by them yeah and so I stared and I just really wanted to be a part of it. And I remember I got my chance to get behind the bar during um, Hurricane Gertrude, Katrina, mm, Sandy oh. in mm. New York. That bitch. Because that, that one really that affected one. us. And the city of Brooklyn was just like shut down mm-hmm. for five days and nobody could get in or out. So all the people who were living in Brooklyn weren't going to work. They were going out to bars and restaurants. And I was there during the day as an assistant manager. And there was no bartender during the day. And so we literally got flooded behind the bar. So they sent me back there to work. And this is a bar that's like... (laughs) The plunger story. Like people write stories about this bar. So I'm like, hmm what do you want? And they're like, oh, have a Sazerac because they're reading off the menu. And I was like, of course. Perfect. Absolutely. And I would text my bind- I'm, Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm texting my, my, my bartender in the, from his bathroom like, hey, what do I do? How do you make a Sazerac? And I'm looking through their menu just, just butchering every drink and trying to keep up. Oh, yeah. But I loved the exhilaration of it. And then yeah. I realized, oh my God, that was so much fun. Even though I was terrible at it, yeah. I thought it was really cool. 
So then I came back to Tampa and I told everybody I was a bartender. And <laughs> but you were. You totally I were. Mean, At I that point, you were a bartender. Yeah. I didn't really know what I, I was so, doing. So let's say, so like, did we all did we me. all fake it till we made it? I like, think yeah. that, oh, I yeah. did. I did not know so you make it. how that, to make drinks. And does when that they say something me. about the industry? Like, does that <laughs> yeah. go back to it's the type of person you are? Like, Do like you want Matt, it or not? You're, we've all been in management, right? Like, you can train anyone how to make drinks, but is it does it boil down to the kind of person you are? Does that determine it, if you can be behind the stick? Yeah, it's, yeah. Ha- yeah. it's handling. It's a certain. Sure, it's a certain pressure. It's a certain expectation to be behind the bar. I Knowing your spot behind the bar. Too. I mean, how many? People- it took me. It took me a while. Like I said, where I was kind of just not really taking it seriously. But once I did, you realize you, be, you become quicker and you become more knowledgeable, and then you can handle yourself. It's like muscle but, memory. At yeah. That point. For a long time, it was going in the back, looking at my notebook, and then come back out because I didn't memorize the, the notebooks were right, life. Right. <laughs> In the beginning for oh, me. Oh, man, the address books. Hey, so uh, I know it's your first day, but you need to go to Target. I know you just clocked in. You need to go learn to Target, 74 Go to Target, go get a little tiny address book that you can fit in the fifth pocket of your jeans yeah. and write down all these recipes. That was like my first but, day. But yeah, I mean, to, I mean, even like I said, when you were at New York, like there was no, I mean, I'm sure you can look up in your phone back then. Could you? Was that around? Oh, there, that was Rotary. <laughs> so I wasn't I didn't minutes. I mean I didn't even know what I was doing. I was so overwhelmed. Flying by yeah. the seat of your pants. I was I was in heaven. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. I think it was you were excited. I was to this level. I was quit. more like anxious. What's the fastest way to get to this level? And I loved being, being I love trying to be fast behind the bar. Me that was too. my favorite thing to do, bartending. Was to was figure a, out how fast I could so, be. So we've all worked in a bunch you, of different that was like my favorite what? Thing too. Your focus was speed. <laughs> yeah, can we all talk about that for a second? You don't think uh, that I was fast? No one thinks that. Oh. I am just How many drinks can you shake at once, Brenda? But I still... <laughs> I have I know, very, I know. very small Brenda hands. Was very efficient. But you had to figure it out a different small way. I, had very, I have very tiny hands. Small very, hands. Brenda was very like efficient. I'm fi- I feel like I'm a very efficient bartender. Can, we, can efficient. we all agree that <laughs> the service also... well is though? Mm. The, oh, the, the the bleep bar. I've, I say it freely now because I know Matt's just going to put this really monotone beep over. It'll sound lovely. So the, the bar, that service well, that was boot camp, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had no real equipment whatsoever to do your job. Me you would Matt, get 30 tickets. At, doing- at the time when I started, I think there were almost 100 drinks on the menu, right? Like... <laughs> There's 70, I think, 70-something. Like, yeah, 70-something. There were like too that. many drinks on the menu. To, yeah, Let's I mean, be yeah, reality comes to mind. There was 70. No, we're not doing this. I mean, if you do you want more lip service rye? Lip uh, service rye, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to yet another rye. round. <laughs> Welcome to hour four, brought to you by lip service rye. This is the a rye bottle. that makes and, podcasts uh, last forever. Thank you so much. I'm not going <laughs> to have you. any left, but that's okay. Are we sampling other people? I'll take one. <laughs> I'll take. I'll, I'll take a. There's bottle. no consumer tastings right I'll now. I will, t- I will take a bottle if you don't mind. Scott. I'll have another. So yeah, I mean, I God, I'm really embarrassed. I thought I was really good. I no, thought I was super you fast. Are really good. <laughs> you're great at your job. That's but, the great thing about a bar. No, but team, I right? legitimately everyone. feel like wow, I'm super quick. Like I thought. <laughs> <laughs> we all think that. Yeah. 
Literally, I can hear oh. my elbows shake rust off now. No, so. nobody thinks you were a great bartender. I yeah. was <laughs> only the people that only yes, the people. I'm like, oh, what's in this? Only <laughs> the people that paid me a lot more than you thought I was ever better than you. you know? Nobody would pay you that much money to stay behind the bar. Oh no! And that's a they combo. actually paid me to leave the bar. <laughs> well, they were you like, you're didn't a waste. Belong behind the bar. They're like, your circumference <laughs> alone is inhibitive. Do you consider yourself more of a bartender? No, I mean this legitimately. I'm not poking foot at you because you've spent some time behind the bar, but you never were like a bartender, bartender as long as I've known you. You've always like been a bartender a little bit, but also always been managing everything. So like, are, do you consider yourself a bartender or do you consider yourself a manager? Like, where do you feel like your skill set is? In so the a, a big thing for that for me was like, I did the bar thing forever, but management didn't come until this restaurant that we all worked at. Um, I just consider myself a person that works in this industry. I think that, you know, when you, when you inhibit yourself to being a manager or I'm in this position or I'm in that position, it's terrible. But the bottom line, I'm a fucking bartender and I'll shake you any day of the week, Brenda. Let's get it going. Shake off. I mean, is did, it wrong that I will absolutely accept that challenge? Did, like, did, you, guys, just did you guys bring your tins with you? Or? I, Mine are in my car, I actually. I always carry my tins wherever. I never I had any tins, <laughs> so I'm um, <laughs> just going to go and say that. She just had a Coke can filled with bourbon. I had a Coke can full of Old Forester. And, it was uh, a Red Bull can full with tequila. Well, guys, this has been a lot of fun. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming to this podcast I tonight. I want to thank you for making it so awkward. <laughs> mm, that's yeah, what I do. Fun. It's this is great. I will tell you this. It was a lot easier to get you here than I thought it would be because I sent a text message out to all of you going, and Matt was there, and I said, well, I just really want to do a podcast about the industry. I don't really know what it's going to be, but I want Pingle and Alexis and Jay to be involved. Do you think they'll do it? Matt was like, I don't know. Just text them. Yeah, I think they'll do it. And then I texted all of you this really long-winded, like, here's what we want to do, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Yes. No, no, no. I'll be there tomorrow. No, no. Nobody responded, actually, until the next day. So that's because we all had to text each other and make sure that you all wanted to do it. I was really like, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to do this. It's because we're all old now. and I go to bed at like 9.30 now You do go to bed very early now. I watched a rerun of Frasier. And then I had a sherry and went to bed. And when I woke up, I watched <laughs> Paw Patrol. Jay's a 95 year old man. Listen, I love you guys. Thanks for sitting in. This was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, and that's the last word. Oh, very good. Job. Job. Very good. And then please close your tab. <laughs> <laughs>